48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. The headlines. Oxfam says Hong Kong's climate plan does nothing to help the poor cope with extreme weather. A health expert says air crews should lose their quarantine exemption, starting with Cafe Pacific employees. And the police say they've seized cocaine worth hundreds of millions of dollars after becoming suspicious about a shipment of frozen, frozen juice. Oxfam says the SAR's climate action plan will do little to help the poor adapt to climate change. It says street cleaners and tenants of subdivided flats suffer from intense heat, with the latter having to deal with temperatures around 5.8 degrees hotter than outside. The charity is calling for more transitional housing for people waiting for public housing and flexible working hours for cleaners. Wong Shek-Hung is its Hong Kong, Macau and Taiwan programme director. More than uh, 100,000 of these families are now living in the subdivided flat, and the situation is really worse. So I think this supply is not enough for those um, living in the subdivided flat right now and waiting for the public housing. We demand more and more. So we ask for the government to maximize the use of the idle short-term tenancy sites, especially those using for the car park. We can use some innovative ideas to have complex block um, using the car parts to build more transitional housing. An infectious diseases expert, Joseph Tsung, has called on the government to consider ending quarantine exemptions for aircrew and pilots to prevent a new and potentially more transmissible COVID variant from entering the community. Dr Tsung made the comment after a man who arrived from London was found to carry the so-called Delta Plus variant. After all, many Hong Kong people are in the UK and when they come back, we really have to find out whether they are infected with this variant. The exempted list still includes aircrew and pilots. Do we have to change that? I think the government has to monitor the situation in the UK. There should be as few exempted people as possible. This applies to aircrew as well. Dr Tsung said the government could impose quarantine on crew from local carrier Cafe Pacific first and expand it to other airlines later. The head of the Federation of Civil Service Unions says he hopes the administration will offer financial help to government workers who can't get vaccinated if it forces them to take more regular COVID tests. Leung Chao Ting made the call a day after the civil service chief Patrick Nip suggested that civil servants who haven't had a jab may have to take a test every week instead of every fortnight. Speaking on a commercial radio programme, Mr Leung said he hoped the authorities would be considerate to employees with special needs, such as pregnant women. If colleagues still don't want to get vaccinated, they will have to pay for the tests and get tested in their spare time. So we've been suggesting to the government that it gives an allowance to those who can't really get jabbed. The police say suspicions about the transportation of frozen juice led them to seize more than 600 kilograms of cocaine, the second largest haul on records. Officers say the shipment arrived from Brazil in metal drums in a container frozen to minus 18 degrees, which they believe would have cost more than the juice was worth. They found drugs with an estimated street value of more than $600 million. Superintendent Chang Kong Ming from the Narcotics Bureau explained the gang's technique. Why they use metal drum instead of plastic bucket? We believe it makes the law enforcement agents more difficult, more time-consuming to dismantle those products concealed with drugs. So it takes longer time. It took a long, long time for our officer. It took almost two days for our officer to dismantle every drum 
because we have to physically open each of them. A 28-year-old man will appear in West Kowloon court this afternoon charged with drug trafficking. Jai Jigang, the commander of China's three-member Shenzhou 13 mission, has concluded a scheduled spacewalk. He was joined by Wang Yaping, who became the first Chinese woman to participate in a spacewalk. Aaron Tam reports. This is the first spacewalk performed by the Shenzhou 13 crew. Mr. Jai was joined by fellow astronaut Wang Yaping on their six-hour extravehicular activities, while astronaut Ye Guangfu assisted the pair from inside the core module. Footage showed Mr. Jai in his spacesuit emerging from the station and waving at the camera. I'm already out of the core module, he said. I'm in good condition. The Shenzhou 13 mission crew launched into space on October the 16th from the Jiuquan Satellite Launch Center and soon entered the Tianhe module, which is the first and central section of the Tiangong, or Heavenly Palace, space station. They will spend six months in the station, the nation's longest space mission to date. The United States will reopen its land and air borders to travelers from much of the world today if they are fully vaccinated against COVID-19. The 20-month ban on entry into the USA was imposed by former President Donald Trump in March 2020. It affected non-US citizens in more than 30 countries, including China, India, Canada and European countries, preventing family visits, tourism and business trips. Airlines have planned for a huge surge of inbound travelers. Jerome Thoman, who runs the French company, company Jet Set Voyage that specializes in trips to North America. After 18 months of grey skies when we couldn't see the end of the tunnel, today very clearly all our teams have been busy as bees with reservations in the last four weeks, an activity that we'd lost in the last 18 months. And very clearly it's an incredible upturn. It feels good. It feels good. Thousands of migrants have arrived along Mexico's border with the U.S., hoping to take advantage of the relaxation by Washington of the almost total ban on international travelers. The head of a migrant advocacy group in Tijuana said there was a lot of misinformation about the new rules, with asylum, with many asylum seekers assuming that they will now receive more favorable treatment from border officials. These migrants in Tijuana said they will try to enter the U.S. I will try crossing the border to the United States if it opens on Monday. I have to try because there's a lot of bad stuff here. There's a possibility I might cross the border, but I'm not sure. We're going to try when the border opens. We are vaccinated and we've had the COVID-19 test. We have everything ready. I think there should be no excuse. A survey of attendees at the UN Climate Conference in Glasgow shows that the fossil fuel industry has the biggest delegation there. The BBC's Matt McGrath has the details. This analysis by Global Witness and others finds that just over 500 people here are connected directly or indirectly to the fossil fuel industry. That's a larger group than the combined delegations of the eight countries worst hit by rising temperatures. Over 100 fossil fuel companies are represented, with 30 trade associations and membership organisations also attending. Campaigners say that the presence of all these delegates hampers progress on cutting carbon. They're calling for a ban on their participation, likening them to the cigarette lobby, which held up restrictions on tobacco for decades. However, many of the delegates identified as lobbyists reject the idea and say they're helping to transition companies away from fossil fuels.
Votes are being counted in Nicaragua's presidential election, where Daniel Ortega is bidding for a fourth term in office, while Joe Biden has dismissed the poll as a sham. The US president said Mr Ortega and his wife, the vice president Rosario Murillo, had orchestrated what he called a pantomime election that was not free nor fair. Mr Ortega's Sandinista government arrested more than a dozen opposition candidates in the run-up to the poll. In neighbouring Costa Rica, exiled Nicaraguans urged their countrymen to boycott the vote. Mr Ortega denounced these calls. El voto no mata a nadie. Voting does not kill anyone. Voting does not cause any injury to anyone. Voting doesn't call for terrorism, for war, never. Voting does not call for blockades in the homeland. The rappers Travis Scott and Drake are being sued over Friday's stampede at the Astroworld Music Festival in the U.S. city of Houston, in which eight people were killed. Prosecutors in Texas have filed lawsuits on behalf of relatives against both artists. The stampede happened while Scott was performing. Criminal investigations are also underway into the crush, which include looking at reports that somebody in the audience had been injecting people with drugs. The rapper on Instagram said he was devastated. I'm honestly just devastated and I could never imagine anything like this just happening. And I'm going to do everything I can to keep you guys updated and just keep you guys informed on what's going on. Um, Twitter users have voted for the world's richest man, Elon Musk, to sell 10% of his shares in his electric car maker Tesla, worth around 21 billion US dollars. This follows a poll held by Mr. Musk asking whether he should dispose of the stock in response to proposals by US Democrats to tax super rich Americans. Mr. Musk hasn't said how and when he would sell his stake. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 24,736. That's 132 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $69 billion. In currencies, the US dollar is trading at 113.58 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 15 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 48 cents. To sports and we start with football and a stunning result in the English Premier League. West Ham United got past Liverpool 3-2 at London Stadium. It was Liverpool's first defeat of the season, while the Hammers are up to third in the table. West Ham boss David Moyes says he's pleased with how far the club has come under his management. I'm hugely proud of it. Because of the way the players have gone about it. You know, if, you, if you talk about me turning it around, I have to say, how did those players in where they've been in the last two years. They were, we're a team who were close to relegation in several seasons and now we're beginning to push. You know, we qualified for Europe last season. I've sort of said to the players, you know, we have to use that as sort of ambition to try and do it again. Arsenal picked up a third straight win in the Premier League, beating Watford 1-0 at the Emirates on a second goal, second half goal from Emil Smith-Rowe. After a poor start to the season, Arsenal have now won six of their last eight games to go fifth in the table. Mikel Arteta celebrated his 100th game as Arsenal manager. I feel a lot of uh, unity uh, around the club, with the players, with the stadium, the energy that they are creating here. I can see the players, uh, the day before, they are excited to play at, uh, at the Emirates. And it's been a while since that, uh, and that happened. And you can sense that the players on the bench, they are desperate to come in. They had a good impact today again. So, yeah, we're in a good place. 
Antonio Conte is still looking for his first win as Tottenham manager. His first Premier League game in charge of Spurs ended in a goalless draw with Everton at Goodison Park. Leeds United and Leicester City finished one all at Elland Road. Meanwhile in Italy, the leaders Napoli were held to a one-all draw at home by Verona. The Milan derby also finished one-all. In Spain, Real Sociedad are back at the top of La Liga after beating Osasuna 2-0 away. Reigning champions Atletico Madrid drew 3-all away to Valencia. Sevilla beat Real Betis 2-0. In cricket, New Zealand have qualified for the semi-finals in the T20 World Cup after beating Afghanistan by eight wickets. The result takes India out of contention, having restricted opponents to 124 for eight in Abu Dhabi. The Kiwis successfully chased down their target with 11 balls to spare. That sets up a semi-final meeting with England on Wednesday. Here's the New Zealand captain, Kane Williamson. Very strong side. Um, you know, for us, it's important we keep learning and, and building on on the good things that we've been doing, and um, and focus on the sort of cricket that we want to play. But um, you know, they've been playing really nicely throughout this whole competition. Um, you know, a number of teams have. It's been an incredibly tough competition, and um, you know, we've seen um, a lot of tight games as well. So yeah, we're looking forward to the occasion. The other semi-final is between Australia and Pakistan on Thursday. In Formula One, Max Verstappen has won the Mexican Grand Prix to strengthen his chances of a first Formula One World Championship title. His rival, Lewis Hamilton of Mercedes, finished second. The second Red Bull driver, Sergio Perez, came third. Perez is the first Mexican driver to reach the podium in Mexico City. Verstappen now leads Hamilton by 19 points with four races remaining. Finally, a family in Peru have finally discovered why their pet dog was so aggressive after it attacked chickens, ducks and guinea pigs in their neighbourhood. Maribel Sotelo's family bought the puppy for 13 US dollars from a small shop in Lima six months ago, believing that it was a purebred puppy. But now they've discovered that the bushy-tailed animal is actually an Andean fox. We thought it was some kind of breed because it was like a wolf. We bought him in downtown Lima for $12.50. Then about a month ago, a woman from around here came and said that it had eaten three of her guinea pigs. And then about two or three days ago, another woman, a local grandmother, came and told me that it had killed her guinea pigs. Wildlife officials are now looking for the creature after it ran away from the family. And finally, to the weather, mainly fine, appreciably cooler, mainly fine and dry, fresh northerly winds, strong offshore and on high ground. At the moment, it's 22 degrees with the humidity at 48%. To end the news, the top stories once again. Oxfam says Hong Kong's climate plan does nothing to help the poor cope with extreme weather. A health expert says air crews should lose their quarantine exemption, starting with Cafe Pacific employees. And the police say they've seized cocaine worth hundreds of millions of dollars after becoming suspicious about a shipment of frozen juice. The news from RTHK. Yeah, before I step on Mars <laughs> 
Shake it on. Ooh. 